You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, we're back. Quick break. How about that? Sportsnet 960, The Fan, The Big Show, Russick and Rose, sans George Russick. Crazy how that happens. Full-time, part-time. Yep. (laughs) Good gig. Good work if you can get it, as they say. PK is here. Hello. Patty Dumas is here. He waved. He didn't do his Hi. mic. He just doesn't really translate in the audio medium when you just right. wave at the I listeners. I know, I know. But appreciate that. GVP's here. Hello. There, look quick. Got it. Nailed yeah. it. And Brent's here. Good morning. For all kind door services, limited. Your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call all kind door services. For all your door repair needs, we are live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Worried about radon? We install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk. To find out more, visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. Hey, pal, how was your weekend? What'd you get up to this weekend? Watch a couple Flames games? What else? A couple Flames games. You know, Friday night, my son had a hockey game. And how Boys played well. They tied 3-3. It was a big game. Guys Ooh. played fantastic. I was, on, just, I was, he, I was on the bench. The, he got the start? He got the start. Yep. Uh, you know what's funny? Sitting on the bench, you know, arms folded. You know, I just, I, I love... I love being on the bench. You like being the coach? Right. Well, I'm, like... not, I'm not the coach. I'm the goalie coach, but I've basically asserted myself in ah. as uh, uh, we got two guys that, that run the ship there. You've decided uh, to come out of the press box and, yeah. and have a little bit more hands-on approach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. the, the idea guy that doesn't have to execute anything, that just has, can pull guys aside and say, hey, like, when you're over here, yeah. you know, you might want to... You know, have a look, right? Do this, do that. This right? is like Lewis Hamilton back backseat driving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're like, ah, you yeah. shouldn't backseat drive, but like, you kind of got a point, and you kind of got some history here, right? <laughs> on the ice with the goalies, do run a few drills, yeah, and then come sit on the bench and uh, undermine the head coaches. <laughs> right? Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it, man. You're, yeah, just keep on plugging. I like yeah. the way you're working today. Yeah, what you say? No, nothing, 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 nothing. nothing, just, nothing. Hey, don't just, listen to him. You're doing great. Right. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Did that, and then. Uh, was disappointed on the weekend. Marsha uh, played really well. Mostly in mid-afternoon from the yeah. about uh, 1 to 3.34 range. Yeah. Uh, Marsha was lights out that game. And you knew that there was going to be just a crap goal when Philly was just in that second period when they were just building momentum and yeah. and flames were already out of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then that little, that would just drive me insane that, you know, that kind of... Uh, Frost had no desire to shoot it off the backside of the net, and then Couturier picks it up and banks it in off of Markstrom's back. I mean, I was sitting there watching the game thinking, you know what? The only way something's going in here is if it hits about nine people and goes in. Yeah. Well, it, it hit the net. It hit, you know, and then went it back door tap in off its back. Those suck, too, because as a goalie, you're reaching behind you. Yep. You know exactly where it is, and <laughs> it's in the net. But you got to do all you can, and you just look... You look ridiculous. You're trying to jam up against the post, but your skate will just never catch enough never, for you. It never ever, does. Ever does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but Markstrom carried on. That whole, that, and we can get into that Lindholm hit later, or maybe we do it now, but. I think second segment, we should yeah, build a little time because there's a bigger problem, I yes. think, that that hit is going to give us an opportunity to talk about yeah. because I said it in the opening segment. It's happened around the NHL a lot. Now there's a Flames example that we can kind of dive yeah. into. Okay, so, so we'll wait. But it's Bush Put League. a pin in that one. Yeah, okay, sounds good. But uh, just the poor decision-making mm. by, by the Flames players. The the, the the power play was terrible. Oh, man. They're, and yeah. they're not moving their feet. And you could throw a blanket over these guys mm-hmm. on the, in, their, in their own end. Like that, I think there was that third goal in Chicago where... 
Um, it went off, I think it was Anderson or, or, or Stick. The oh, spinorama oh. from Kurashev. Right, off I mean, a scramble, off the face-off. And... There's five guys right there, at, and, and he still has the opportunity to have space and then just fire it on net blindly. And, yeah, it hit the defenseman stick. That's also one that Vladar would like to have back. There's reads, and, you know, it, it changed direction. We'll give him that. But the whole whole weekend in itself, there was the guys weren't moving their feet. There was that one play, too, on Blackwell's last goal or the fourth goal the Blackhawks got on Sunday where there was a rim around, and you could see, you know, Dubé was being checked, so he tried to use a skate to kick it. And but kicked he kicked it, it right, right to the, to the middle. Slot. Like we, yeah, you know, right up the gut. We, we, there's so much... Passing off of problems to guys like, oh, I got no option. I'll pass it here. Oh, I got no option. I'll just make those two, three feet passes where one guy can essentially check two people. Yeah. And then when things aren't going well, you're not moving your feet. Your legs are straight. Your head's down half the time. And you're expecting these little, uh, you know, pizzas up the middle, these little half breakout, breakout passes these guys are doing on the half wall. You're just getting picked apart. Because that's the only option that you have, and guys are reading it. And that second period in Chicago, too, I mean, you're just giving up chances to a, a barely an American Hockey League team. How many times did they get picked off going D to D? Oh, Behind man. their own net. I was like, how is this happening? Yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, and and once again, too, you know, the, the Flames did get into penalty trouble Saturday against the Flyers, and that Connect is a good hockey player, hey? Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that the three most impactful players in that game were Travis Konechny, A, above everybody else head and shoulders, and then Delorier and Hathaway were an absolute mm -hmm. menace. What I did like is it kind of reminded me, you hopped in a time machine and you went back, you know, when a goalie's hot, mm -hmm. the mandate on the bench is run the S out of that guy. Anytime yeah. he touches a puck, whack him, chirp him, do something to him. Okay, let's dive into this one then, because what happens in the third period is exactly what you're talking about. Philly is like, okay, Markstrom is, is dying. Yeah. This guy is on his game. What I'm going to do if I'm torts, I'm going to throw Deloria and Hathaway over the boards. Essentially, it felt like every other shift. Mm -hmm. And you just got to put the puck in the crease and then go get it. Yes. And that's what they did. And eventually, Hathaway gets a penalty. But as he's getting that penalty, one of the key things was I was like, they got to him. Because yep. Markstrom starts throwing his glove. And yep. He starts yeah. throwing his blocker. And even as Hathaway is kind of sliding away, he's trying to get one more shot in on yep. him. And he's just had enough of it all game long. And then, of course, the Flames' power play is abysmal. They turn it over at the blue line, break away, next shot against him. It's a nice shot, but it beats him, and it goes in. Tell me about that sequence from Markstrom, what you saw there, what you feel as a goalie, everything about it. And you just I can hear John Tortorella on the bench when Hathaway did get that penalty, that this is one that we have to kill, guys. This is, this, this is what he was asked to do. This is the type of player Hathaway is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... When you see Markstrom just being playing any goaltender playing lights out, it's a it's a compliment to how well you're playing when they just start sending everything at you. You just throw it on net. They're and, not even following the rules. No, they're no, not. No, <laughs> you they, know they, <laughs> we're just gonna. You know what? And even if it's a bad shot, make him freeze it. Go yeah. spray snow in his face. Go whack his glove. Just yeah. go stand over top of him. When the whistle goes, just stand there. It's it's from a goalie perspective, if it is so annoying, right? And you have to manage your emotion in a situation like that because Markstrom is single-handedly beating the Philadelphia Flyers at this point. Trying his best. Trying yeah. his 2-2. Tr trying his darndest, yeah. right? Just give me one more, boys. Right? Yeah. That's just that's it. And and just it kind of I was watching the game actually with with my kids, and and they were like, this is a really good game, Dad. It's a fired up game. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's a and, fun game to watch. and as a fan, you'd love to see the emotion in the game. 
You'd love to see guys getting in the mix. I'd love, to, you know, I'm obviously a pro goalie here, but I'd love to see in the game within a game. Okay, you know what? Markstrom's on his game. Usually it's like, well, you know, we got to get power plays. Got to, guys stop shooting the puck and they start looking for those backdoor tappings or the sure goal. And, and that's when you know a goalie's in a shooter's head is like, we're not going to shoot because he's going to stop it. So we got to try and find a backdoor, backdoor play or, yeah. or get, get traffic in front of him. Shots start missing high and wide because they're looking for corners. Exactly. Like, yeah. But this, this approach was you hop back into the 90s and early 2000s where this guy's lights out, let's just go piss him off. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Throw, you know what? Give him 70 shots. We don't care. Yeah. Let's just go let him know that we're there and we're standing over him. We're just, we're, we're breathing down uh, uh, the, the neck of the flames and and you can't even defend that nowadays too because it's usually a penalty from the defenseman's side. You know, you can't, yeah. you're, you're always worried in a scrum, who's going to get the penalty? I was kind of surprised they didn't, Go four on four there. Actually, I was kind of surprised the Flames got a power play out yeah. of it. With the, with the amount of crap calls by the by the by the referees they in that game, yeah, they had a rough, yeah, they, they had a rough, rough and then all of a sudden you decide to kind of let the rough stuff go or whatever you call it now. But the the yeah. the battle after the whistle to just let that stuff go, yeah, you're yeah. like okay, you know, and and I thought it was kind of funny. I can't remember who from the Flyers thought it was Huberdeau that knocked him to the ground. And, oh, yeah. that was connected. That was connected, yeah. 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 And he gets up in just the two-hand <laughs> shot. I'm like, how is that not a call? I mean, yeah. that should have been a call for sure. And connected just bails out to the bench as soon as he does for it, too. For sure. Yeah. That, that happens. Guys get hit. There's a bunch of people there. The first person they see gets it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was kind of funny for Huberto because it, it just kind of speaks to nobody expects to get hit anymore. You know what I mean? You're, you're kind of the scrums dying down. You're in all this, <laughs> this puddle of shrapnel. Everybody's sticks or gloves or guys are... Or lipping each other off, and then you know Huberto just kind of looking, just you know looking around, and all of a sudden Konechny gets up and just pops him like he's three yeah. years old, yeah. And, yeah. and Huberto's legs just buckle, and he's down, and you're like, did that just What's happen? It? Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's a beer league play. Yes, kind, it is. Kind of happened at the end of the game too. Uh, one of the Flyers had Rasmus by the collar of his shirt, and it, he was like, I don't know what to do now. I think I. Eh? And like, just kind of give him a but, couple but little. He like, gave him a bare knuckle pop to the mouth. Yeah, a little, yeah, little pops to the mouth is like. Is this like? Is this what? Am I am I doing it right? I is just wonder if, if Anderson was like, I got a game tomorrow. I don't want to do anything. Well, that's the thing. But I think half his, most of his team was already off the ice. Yeah, yeah. He was the he you was the what? last one. Yeah. Left. There was two guys at the red line waiting for the gloves and sticks. Yeah. And yeah. Anderson was still down there having a conversation. Like, hey, what happened last night? Or hey, how? <laughs> yeah. Where did you guys end up going? Yeah, did you guys go for we... dinner? Did you guys get banged up? What happened? Yeah, we're about to light it up here. Where you guys recommend anything? <laughs> right? Couple spots. You got and, a discount code? And he punched him. I mean, gave him a little, I don't know what you'd call that. It wasn't a, a slap. Little, but it was a little, little taste of the knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was it. Yep. Usually that's, uh, I mean, he was he was at that point, there was all the flyers around the ice and Anderson was just in the corner. I think it was time to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. So Business decision. You know, fair enough, <laughs> yeah. right? He made yeah. the executive decision there. <laughs> yeah. Just says, hey, you know what, guys? You, you know what? I'm done. You know what? Yeah. This has been a... I want to forget this one, right? You know what? These guys probably will jump me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I won't. Yeah, the way, the way <laughs> this is gone. Yeah. Even but, though it's been since the 70s and 80s, yeah. but there still yeah. is that reputation of the Broad Street bullies yeah, at some point yeah. where... It, there's a lot of orange here. It's just <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I won't. I'm out of here. But, yeah. uh, you know, and Carter Hart, for he didn't have a ton of work, mm -hmm. but he made a few key saves to, mm -hmm. to keep the game close because those are sleepy games, too, for, for, for goaltenders when... You know, Markstrom is just stealing the game, and you're the other goaltender. Then, like, oh man, like you know, there's going to be one or two shots that I gotta have to keep this close. And and uh, you know, I thought he, I thought he played well. What do you think of the Huberto goal? Awesome. Mm. And he used that big wingspan of his. He does have a long wingspan. He can yeah. use his body to protect the puck on the boards. It's when he's playing well, he does that. But that was just use a little skill, find yeah. a way to get away.
And it's that, a nice pass from Paul. <laughs> yeah, like you think he meant to do that? I mean, he just kind of whacked at it and it bounced. It was a great heads up play for On sure. On one hand, he it's either I just need to try and ice this while yeah. I take this hit, or or we say he saw him. Right. I, I bet you he saw him. I bet he saw him. I bet he saw him. I bet he saw him. You yeah. bet he, I bet he saw him. Patty? Oh, he saw him. He saw him for sure. GVP? Yeah. He saw him. Yeah, he saw him. Okay. He saw him. <laughs> We're five for five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can't all be wrong. <laughs> but that Huberto goal was awesome. He And he sold Cart, or Carter Hart on the backhand, too, because he came flying over and they pulled it forehand. And not only did he put it in the net, but he put it like in the top, I don't know, sliver on the uh, bar and in. Like it Between came the crossbar and the back bar. Where yeah. to, to the point where Kadri came in and came flying in there and just put it in the net <laughs> just, <laughs> just to make sure that it was a goal. Yeah. You could tell that Huberto knew. Oh, he that knew. Was, that was yeah, in. he yeah. knew. And you know what? What I did like about his celebration, he just put a stick in the air. He did the Sharon Govich. He didn't do the old like ah. I've never done this before. It's just like yeah, that's I can do that. That's what yep. I do. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, right? I do He's that. got what four points in five games or something. And yeah. let's not get carried away here. But um, two more assists last was, night. It was nice for him to uh, to, to get a to get a dandy too. Yeah, and yeah. then Uyghur gets a nice one as well. But the the funny part was that they were both kind of on the back end of the next two goals for the <laughs> Hawks. Huberto gets out. He blocks that shot from Walker. His stick explodes on him as he tries to clear it. Walker gets another shot, and then they just bury the rebound. And you're like, well, that's kind of tough. Ten's right in the middle of it. Everyone's going to point at him, even though it's not really his I fault. The and guy's then Weger scores, yep. and then he takes the bad penalty, and they score on the power play. And you're like, come on, guys. You... Well, that, that, one step forward, one step back. That goal by Weger, too. He started that whole play. It was a faceoff. was in the flame's end. Yeah. He gets the puck. He, they get it down. Punt. Yeah. That little flip pass or whatever. Just get it out of the zone. And then it kind of came full circle, and that backhand from a pretty sharp angle, a little too. chip shot, yeah, just off the toe of the blade. I was, I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you're always told that you know the first two or two minutes of a period, last two minutes of a period, you don't want to give anything up. Most important. Um, when you score, you don't want to just have them come right back. And it just, it just seems it's like there's, there's highs and lows. You know, there you're, you're expecting. These team, these teams that the Flames are playing to to score in, in these moments. That's why I almost thought the Blackhawks were going to give up a goal late against the Flames Sunday, because the Hawks go up four three, and moments later the Flames get it right back. Kadri just kind of banks it in. The goals yesterday were just <laughs> ugly across the board. Yeah. Either way, um, I don't know much more to say about the Blackhawks game apart from pretty embarrassing. You look at the injured list for the the Blackhawks. It's anybody of note essentially is hurt for them right now. Uh, Flames were just straight legged for almost the entirety of the game. I didn't think Dan Vladar played exceptionally well. Takeaways from the Hawks game on top of that yesterday. Well, you knew it was going to be a one of those sleepy games too, right? Ugh. Where everybody's talking nine regulars out of the Blackhawks lineup. As soon as yeah. I saw that, I was like, this it's is a, a problem. Nine regulars away from the second worst team in the NHL already. They're yeah, good point. Second game and a back-to-back. You know, they're not going to use excuses like they're tired. They were. They, they just looked like they had no energy, no jam, and they wanted an easy game. And you know the me- the message in the Blackhawks room is, is you get, and there's not one person on this board here that anybody really even knows, you know, but... We're not going to get out work. That's the one thing that guys like that can control is yep. just be relentless. And the Flames made it pretty damn easy on them, mm-hmm. right? You know they were Very looking easy. they were looking for the easy plays all night. Their their legs were straight. They were trying to go up the middle. 
they were, you know, early on in mean, the second period, Vladar had like a breakaway and a two on one, and you're like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, like, this is a game right for the taking. Just because they don't have their nine, they're still not a great team with those nine guys in the lineup. Yeah. Right? Oh, and, like, yeah, second worst of the NHL when they're yeah. healthy. So, yeah. so great that they're, 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 they're supposed to be nine full-time NHLers aren't there. That that eliminates well the Connor Bedard. Everybody, you know, yep. he, he's thirty-three points or whatever he's got. He's 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 on fire. But you sit there and it's like, okay, guys, this is a this is mentally it's a, a difficult game, but you cannot get outworked by these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cannot. And Blackwell was flying around again, like like dude is six points in six games against the Flames going into yesterday. Like he was Stan Makita. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Denny Savard. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Oh, that move he made on DeSimone to get like, to the inside? What? Yeah, it was it's... right out of Savard's playbook. Yeah. Yes. The old, And then he went far side bar down. Mm. <laughs> and that's how you start. The, you're just like, what? I, I, was, I was very disappointed. Honestly, I, I was very disappointed watching that game because these are games that can embarrass you if you're not working. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you know that there is zero pressure on the Blackhawks. Everybody there is individually playing for contracts. They're playing for, hey, other teams to to, to notice them. They're not bona fide NHL. Do you want to be a part of the solution because you see what Connor Bedard can do right. and that yeah. guy's going to be a winner in this league and yeah. you want to si- get signed? I mean, some of those guys are playing for AHL jobs. For sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> a, a million right? percent they are. Yeah. And yeah. and you sit there and, and the Flames, nothing comes easy to them. They have, nope. they have to win by committee every night. Their goalie is usually their best player, Markstrom. Yep. And, yep. and then you, you, you sit there and, okay, boys, so we can't get outworked. Well, they got outworked, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We got to get the lead, put doubt in their mind. They didn't get the lead. No. I mean, they got 2-1, but not to start the game, right? And it didn't even feel safe at that point. No. Just, and then you give up two quick ones. And and that's it, right? And in the whole game, it just looked like, it's almost like the, the Flames were just Looking for somebody to, to do something internally, yeah. right? Like, you do it. You know, it's kind of like when they were it. losing those six games early in the season. Yeah. Deferring, hoping that somebody will just step up and be the superstar. And you look around and you realize there isn't one. No. 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 And, and that's the thing. It's like you can't you can't point fingers. It's everybody's got to get going. And nobody was, was going at mm-hmm. all. And, like, I understand going into this one, maybe not, like, 100%. Like, all right, let's go out there. and Like, because you are playing... Like we even looked at it, Rockford's 500 in the AHL. Like you're not even playing a great AHL team, and so I, I can understand maybe the focus isn't there. But tie game going into the third period, maybe like just flip, flip that switch on for 20 minutes, go out there, bury him, like shot 17 to one, and just go. But that's and the, that didn't happen. That's the message in the second period. Hey, hey boys, we we played, we've had a tough weekend here. We got 20 minutes to get two points. Let yeah. let's you know, let's just dig in, empty the tank. All the cliches. 20 miles, 20 smiles. <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, Just awful. Like Backlund said after the game, you want to be in the playoffs, you got to win that one. You yeah, want to be a wild card team, you got to win that one. It took him a while to get that out too, hey? It's oh, like yeah. when they were asking the questions. The long breath. Yeah, and then I think he stumbled on his words a little bit because he was trying to just remove all the swears and the frustration. Uh, not good enough. Um if you want to be a playoff team, that's a game we got to win. Uh, find a way to win. Um, yeah, it wasn't good enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody know they know it, and I think some of it's on him. On it, like I think a lot of it's on him. Honestly, like w- when we're talking about, oh, someone needs to step up. He's got that real cool letter that sits on his chest mm-hmm. here. It's kind of your job to 
I don't, I don't know if you go like he doesn't strike me as the type to go in and like beat the crap out of a Gatorade bottle with a hockey stick or something. Mm-hmm. But like he he is supposed to be the one who gets this thing going. And so while we all love and adore Michael Backlund, I do think a little bit needs to be placed on on, on his shoulders here right now. Well, he's a captain, so you're going to point the finger at him for totally. sure. He's yeah. been here. He's been here the longest, right? He's yeah. been he's been through the ups and downs of the Flames organization. Um, you know, a lot of times too, when guys are captains, it guys can see right through it if they're going to get pissed in the dressing room and they start smacking stuff it, it's got to look genuine right and you yeah. can't do it, it was for the like sake when we of saw glenn gullets and throw the stick <laughs> yeah, at practice right? and everyone like, was like okay well yeah it, would be, yeah it would be great if he came in and you know kicked the table and spilt the gatorade bottles yeah. and lost his mind but, it, but guys look at him like what are you doing well, you're pretending yeah you're yeah. totally pretending because right? you think this is what there, you're supposed there to do. are certain guys that can get away with i you know he's played with guys that can you know, this guy he's gonna lose his mind if Torts. we don't get going right or but i'm talking about players yeah sure right yeah. And that are, I remember getting called JT out. JT Miller. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, but that's public too. He, I think yeah, he's just got yeah, a bad yeah, attitude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember playing a game uh, one night and, and I let in the first shot and I just knew I was, I was struggling and the captain of our team skated by me. We were playing in Chicago against the Wolves. He skated by me like this, you know, 18, 27 left in the first period and he just skated by me and I do my own routine after I score a goal and he skated by me. He's like, are you serious? He goes, we're in, we we got to win this game. You need to get blah, 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 and let's go. And I was yelling at him, too, on the ice. And I I, I just all of a sudden was like, because like, he was that type of guy. And I remember just having so much respect for that because it wasn't like he was embarrassing me. He wasn't pointing his finger. He wasn't skating down the ice to jam me in the chest publicly in front of my teammates and the fans. He just came by, hey, man, like, let's let let's go type stuff, right? And and there are certain players, I don't know, the the, the personalities of the the, the the players internally, mm-hmm. but as a captain, being the way that we kind of know Michael Backlund, not necessarily in the dressing room, Michael Backlund, but he's got to have some support there too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the assistant captain that, or some some guy without a letter that is a leader that comes in and and there's got to be guys like that. It's got to be. It can't just be. He's going to publicly take all the blame for this. Yeah, he's got to get his team ready. He's got to be lead by example. He's got to get in the fight. Yes, a million percent. And we're going to sit here and talk about, well, cap, good captain this, bad captain that. We can compare all those things too, but there is other guys in the room that can do certain things that Backlund can't. And I don't know who those guys are, but um, it's got to be done by committee here. Everything is done by committee with the Flames. I, I would wonder about Blake Coleman. I can see guy him. who's won a couple of cups. For sure. Just on the intensity that he plays and with. He play, and he's, he can be intense in the media at times. He's, a, sure. he's a straight shooter. Yes. Yeah, so I, that's kind of why I That's a very good point. But the other thing, too, is I would also say that those two had an uncharacteristically... Ooh, good try, Rose. An uncharacteristically <laughs> off game yesterday. Oh, they were, they were bad. Yeah. You, you, they were so Some of those bad. turnovers from Coleman were... I, I just looked at the numbers here, and uh, I would like you both to guess how many giveaways the Flames got credited with. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you, I don't think they were counting right in Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> 21. They were... <laughs> They were credited with six giveaways. Oh, d- per shift? <laughs> is that is per, that a per, per number? Frame, per, yeah, yeah. <laughs> six giveaways that they were credited with in yesterday's game. It felt like a lot more than that. Yeah, um, everyone was bad. It wasn't. You know, it, it doesn't much take much too to get off the rails either. Hey, it, it, you know that that game in Saturday night against Philly. Everybody's like, okay, well, you know, it was a fun game to watch. It was a frustrating game. You know, there was emotion in the game. You could see scrums after. The g- it, was a, it was a fun game. Mm-hmm. And then you see the Sunday game, and it was just a complete dud. 
mm-hmm. and just everybody's frustration that they've been holding on to. Like, hey, we'll give him a chance. Hey, Markstrom played great. Hey, we had a chance to win the Philly game. Hey, you know, we beat, we went on a stretch there where we beat some big hockey teams, Dallas and, you know, Vegas and all that. Oh, hey, we, we, maybe we can do this. And then they go and play Chicago and it just, blah. It's like, you know, you you screw up every day and somebody's yelling at you for, you know, because your shoes were untied or something like that, yeah, right? They're just waiting yeah. for an excuse to just blow up. And just watching that game too, it's like it's being a typical Flames fan that you, they're going, you want to believe it, let's go, I'm on board, and then you play a game like this, and then you're like, oh, and then it's like, oh, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Yeah. But they're they're close. They play 40 games now, I think, right? And, yep, and, that was 40. And they're, and they're a couple points out of a wild card spot. They, a One lot game of the, below 500. A lot of the teams that are either that are in that mix have played two or four less games than the Flames too. Right, mm. they got some games in hand, and uh, yeah, it's it was just dis- it was disappointing. I'm not even mad. Mm-hmm. I'm just disappointed. Ate a whole wheel of cheese. <laughs> I'm not. Even, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Baxter. A <laughs> uh, couple of things. We got to hit a break. We're going to talk about a couple of things around the corner. Um, what happens next with Dan Vladar? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that's a totally hot debatable thing. I didn't think he played overly well against Chicago, but. But who did, right? right. Yeah. The only problem is that one of the top prospects for net mining is in the AHL and continues to be toiling down in the AHL after winning the MVP last year. So we're going to get into that. Uh, also, the Elias Lindholm hit on Cam York and just what this is for the NHL. If we have a problem in the NHL, as far as that has to be called differently, we'll get into both those things. And there was something else that I forget, but I'll remember in the break, and we'll touch on that too. How about that? Sounds good. Great plan. Okay. We'll take a break. More Brent Cron around the corner for all kind door services on Sportsnet 960 The Van. A couple of things we got to get to here before Brent leaves us. Brent Cron in studio, the Cobra. Yes, sir. <laughs> for all kind door services, limited, your one stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home, anything that swings, slides, or rolls, call all kind door services for all your door repair needs. That limited has caught me twice now uh. on the back end. I'm going to have to. Like a little note on there. Find hour one of the big show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or Google. Uh, before we let Brent go, there's a couple things we want to talk to him about. Uh, Dan Vladar uh-huh. and perhaps Dustin Wolf. Uh, the Elias Lindholm hit on Cam York and mm, a pandemic in the NHL with these type of hits. <laughs> I know it's a buzzword, but maybe it is. Um, but also the sweater vest didn't work on the weekend, hey? No, I love that. <laughs> That's I love dumb bits like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, he's man. worn a sweater vest three straight games, <laughs> yeah. right back to it. It was like the main part of Leslie's Open on Saturday. Yeah. I was like, they're never going to lose again. Nope. I had the fear the vest tweet already and <laughs> yeah. drafted up, ready to go, and then they lost twice. Once you call attention to it, it's, it seems it never to works. go away. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, he's wearing the vest. We're going to go uh, 41-0 and the <laughs> remaining 41 yeah. games of the season. <laughs> Looking at Flames Cup yeah. odds, like, okay, yeah, yeah. there's some value there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Right, like I, you know, or I mean, they've done it with players too. When he wears this top hat or this suit, or well, it was Huberto who switched to black tape. Yeah, Mark Savard's Mark doing Savard's his stick now. Yep, yeah, let's go. We found we found the loophole. We know yeah. the guy's ready now. Don't even work. Yeah, he's gonna change your your appearance. Yeah. We should have done this, you know, 120 games ago. <laughs> no one would be complaining about the contract. <laughs> would have been fine. Yeah. Oh man. Did you ever have something like that when you no. played where a, a theme came up? No. no. Different haircut. No. Yeah. Not even. Not that would even. be a tough one. You imagine you get a haircut, throw up like three points in a game. You're like, man, I got to get my haircut. fresh cut every game. <laughs> yeah. Crap, man. 82, 82 haircuts in a yeah. 82 yeah. Man. Yeah. You're going to give me like a two for one at some point, <laughs> bro? Like, come yeah. on. 
We got back to back this weekend. You know I don't need to come in twice. Yeah. <laughs> Flying uh, you out to Philadelphia is getting really expensive. Yeah. yeah. So no superstitions. Nothing. Nothing weird. Goalieish like that. You know, there's goalies are weirdos. I could right? ask you who the starting goalie is going to be on Tuesday. We all know it's going to be Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> well, hey, sweater vest or no on Tuesday. Oh, for sure he's wearing it. Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Even after losing too, yep, for you sure. Mix it up. I don't even think he's paying attention. Well, he acknowledged it though. They yeah. asked him about it in the press conference, so now he has to acknowledge oh. it. So now he's aware of it. Why? Why acknowledge the vest? Well, because they won three in a row. Doesn't matter. And he was wearing Let the vest. Let it go. <laughs> Find someone else to talk about. <laughs> oh, the, the, come on now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been around. It's 2024, <laughs> bro. I know. Find something else to talk about. <laughs> ah. Some negative or some positive. We got to latch on. Um, okay, so there's that. That's under the way. Um, what do you want to hit on first, Vladar or the hit on Cam York by Elias Lindholm? Let's go Vladar. Okay, uh, Dan Vladar uh, played better in the game in Nashville than he did in the game in Chicago. But that being said, we had someone text in a little bit earlier, and I don't, I, I wouldn't go as far down this road as the texter did, but he questioned, hey, Vladar didn't play well. You have Dustin Wolf playing really well in the AHL. Had a shutout on Saturday. A well-deserved shutout, I would add. Do you... what? What is the next logical step here for at least those two? Because with Jacob Markstrom, he's either going to be the starter or maybe he's going to get traded by the de- to the Devils if you listen to some of the stuff Elliot Friedman has said kind of lately, linking them slightly. So what do you do with Vladar and Wolf here? Well, Vladar's your backup. Yeah. Right. He played really good against Nashville mm-hmm. on Thursday. Surprise start. I didn't see that one coming. Nope. He goes out and and doesn't play great uh, uh, behind a team that laid an egg. Yep. Uh, we're always going to have this debate because Wolf is just playing phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, or he's been consistent for four years, two years pro. Uh, Wolf's been up uh, this season too and hasn't been lights out. Yeah. Right. He's a, he's a that has nothing. That's not a shot against. Uh, the future goaltender of the Calgary Flames, but the Flames are in a, are in a spot right now where Markstrom is really their only guy that seems to be able to get them through games that are are stealing them games, right? And so, yeah, is ahead. this the biggest disparity between how Markstrom and Vladar have played in their time together as a tandem? Because Markstrom's got he's right back to that Vesna level, if you ask me. Well, for sure, but Mar- Markstrom also does a million other things just yeah. better too, right? Yeah. And but Vladar's a backup goalie and he's a mm-hmm. darn good backup goalie that's what he is right and and for the most part he's done a pretty his his record ain't that bad mm-hmm. right yeah it's solid yeah. right um yes yeah, so every time he plays a bad game oh bring up wolf wolf would have made that say wolf you got to be careful when you do stuff like that you mm-hmm. really do because that's not the ideal situation that you're you, if you're going to have them rotate back and forth you might end up losing vladar too and he might be a pretty good trade piece at some point as well he can't oh. he, he will not clear waivers right no so that's the, what I mean. So, so the thing is, the the only way you do it is if you bring up three, right? Ugh. But that's that. I mean, that only affects Wolf and Blitter again too, because Markson's going to get the net regardless. Yeah, exactly. Right, and that's like that's a crummy situation too. And the Flames, I, they don't want that. All of a sudden, Wolf is getting way more less reps than even he was down in the A. Yeah, but, but over the next couple months here, like the, there's going to be a lot of movement. With the, yeah. with, there's going to be a lot of movement, and I know yeah. we want to see something happen. Oh, if Markstrom was in net, we would have won that game yesterday. I don't think we would have. You no. know, if, if Wolf was in net, we would have. We would. I don't think we would have. No, yeah. Markstrom wouldn't have stopped no. the puck bouncing in off of De Simone and in. No, that, that's right. Tough to do that. You and, know? Like, and so, like those, you know, tail end road trip 
back-to-back nights, that's that's where a backup goalie makes his... And those are tough games. Yeah. You, you know, and, yeah. and you win those... And everybody's like, yeah, that's what your job is. You lose those. Oh, you know, that's, he, you know, he's, Markstrom is so much better than Vladar and we need to call Wolf up. Like those are trap games, right? And you know that as a backup, that's your job. So you can't be, you're not a victim. That's how you get minutes in the, in in the league. Mm -hmm. But to go and call for Vladar to, well, we've got to call Wolf up now because, but how quickly you forget they beat a Nashville team that's close with them in the wild card race. And that was a surprise start. And he was good. Yeah. He was solid. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to be Markstrom. You know, he, he can't think that way. He can't sit there and think, you know, the team plays different around Marks than they do around Vladar, too. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. And that's, and that's you know, Marks, you, you notice the, the communication between the defenseman and Vladar yesterday and and how Vladar doesn't play the puck as much as Markstrom or as well. So there's a lot of kind of lost plays where, where Vladar will let stuff go around or he'll get out and play it and there's really no set plan. It's kind of get it and I have an idea and then everybody's, there's, there, there's not that um, a comfort with each other. A bunch of things. I think the part of what Markstrom does really well too is when a mistake happens and he bails out a player, he always chats with the player after it happens. Yeah, but it never looks like he's reaming them out or he's ripping at him. It's not like Mike Smith was here and something bad would happen. He would just stare down whoever <laughs> forced the turnover. <laughs> yeah, you could just see the lasers going yeah. through his vi- through his mask, yeah. right yeah. at the player that was going for a change and just trying not to make eye contact with Mike. <laughs> but here it's different. Markstrom is constantly going out and chatting with guys something breaks down especially if it's one of the younger players yeah. or one of the you know less experienced players he always does that Vladar not necessarily exactly because he doesn't have the same rapport he's not the leader in the same sense he's not you shouldn't expect him to no no but that that's the thing you know and for Vladar he can't go in there thinking that he is Markstrom he doesn't yeah. he doesn't have the experience of Markstrom it's like we talk about with the coaches exactly mm-hmm. right it's and, and Markstrom is one of those guys that he has bailed out his teammates Mm. So many times this year that his teammates expect it. Vladar, when he does it, we're like, wow, he could be a starter. And then he does it like, oh, man, we should get rid of this guy, right? Like, like yeah. you kind of, you know, last year we were saying the same thing about Markstrom. Mm-hmm. How, how many times he let in the first shot or a back-breaking yep. goal? I'm like, oh, this guy's not a number one goalie. Oh, he's terrible. Well, why, why are we paying him $6 million a year? This is, we got three more years of this. What's happening? We've got to get rid of him. Yeah. Like, Markstrom's a good National Hockey League goalie. Mm-hmm. He's, he, and, and this season, once again, he's, he's back. And he's playing well. And so there is going to be a drop-off. And, and not just stopping the puck and bailing your teammates out, but communication, trust. You know, they're, 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 even you, you watch Osterley, you watch De Simone in front of Vladar, and, and they're a bit lost at times. Yeah. Right? Whereas with Markstrom, they, they do have a bit more confidence. They do. But, you know, the defensemen don't take nearly as many hits either when, when Markstrom Marks- is yeah. playing because yeah. he moves the play along and, and teams know to try to keep it away from him. Uh, with Ladar in the net, once again, you know that puck playing. Every goaltender does it now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's. I mean, and some of them are not very, not very good at it. I mean, mm-hmm. you watched Vasilevsky play the puck the other night, and it's straight up the gut. I mean, there's just guys <laughs> that can't, that, that can't do it, right? Yeah. yeah. When you have one that can, it helps your team in more ways than you can imagine. And then you know you have Ladar go in, and the, the dynamic changes, and the guys want to play for him. Like you know, he's an emotional guy. He lets in a goal. You can see on his face, on his body language, if it's good or bad. Right, if you get you know the Blackwell snipe, okay, yeah, you can just see him kind of get up and like that was a great shot, and then the one off Osterley stick, you can just see him go, oh, mm. and and then uh, the uh, Desimone st- the, off the skate, off the skate, you're like, oh, you know, you can just you, his his you much sag. like Markstrom when he would struggle, 
his emotion would just go up and down and up and down. And I, that roller coaster yeah, and I see Vladar do a lot of that stuff too, where he plays great. You can see the confidence in him. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, that crap blocker goal he led in last week, Thursday, that floater from the blue line. The uh, McCarran bomb. <laughs> bomb. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have him circled <laughs> on the board. Yeah. And Nash's like, yeah. don't let this guy shoot yeah, from between seven. the red line and blue line, guys. <laughs> Look out. He's got a bomb. Yeah. Um, and he'll beat the brakes off you too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, right? But you, you sit there; it's like it's just there's there's differences. So calling for Wolf to now back up every yeah. game and do that—that's an overreaction. This team is gonna—they are gonna make some. You, you, I mean, I don't know; I don't have anything in. They're gonna make some moves. They, yeah, they yeah. are gonna make some moves, and they're in a position of power. I mean, you heard Don Maloney there in the in the intermission yep. conversation too, saying like. There is nobody's holding a gun to their head right now. They're not going to lose Wolf. Mm-hmm. He's on an entry level deal. Vladar's got a couple years left. Markstrom's playing great. Like, why are you just? Why are you going to screw with the only thing that you have assurances over when the rest of your team is kind of up in the air? Yeah, like, that's the one thing that they're not really thinking about right now. Yes, they'd love to see Wolf in the National Hockey. Great, we'd all love to see him. Yeah, but that's not something that they're concerned with at this moment because this team, as as just it's it's. Not moving in the direction that they they want it to, or maybe it is for trades or whatnot. I don't know, but it's not a dominant team. It's we don't even know if it's a playoff team yet. Well, and for everyone wanting to call Wolf up right now, the Flames don't have another back to back till March. Right, um, but there isn't a real obvious like mm. okay, here it is. Like I I think he he's going to play about three less games in the NHL if he doesn't get called up. Like I I think we get basically as much Markstrom as Markstrom can handle over the next little while as this team pushes to a playoff spot. Uh, the hit. Cam York takes the hit from Elias Lindholm uh, right off a draw at center ice. York is going for a dump in in the offensive zone. He's right by the offside dot trying to shoot it in. Lindholm has him lined up the whole way. At the last second, York tries to spin duck out of contact and as a result falls down and gets stapled to the boards. Looks like a high hit. Called a major on the ice, downgraded to a minor after review. Lindholm has to fight Farabee as a result. What did you see? Don't bail on the play. Mm-hmm. You see so many guys trying to get the red line, try to get the blue line, try to get... But they don't go all the way because they know they're going to get hit. It's not fun getting hit. Mm-hmm. But pay a price, right? Mm-hmm. You know if you're ready for a hit, more often than not, you see it coming, you can brace yourself. You're not going to get hurt. Yeah. But a lot of these guys, they ex- they expect to just kind of get rubbed out to get you know just just oh he's just gonna push his shoulder again, and he's just gonna softly gently push me into the boards. Like if I see the guy, it's a race to the red line for an icing. I'm gonna pace that right against the boards. Yeah. Every single time, I'm gonna make him pay a price so he doesn't want to get to that red line. Mm-hmm. And then you see um, uh, York bail on a play like that and get hurt, and then all of a sudden. He's the victim on that play. Like, how many times do we celebrate reverse hits? Wow, look at that guy. He didn't see it coming. He embarrassed him. Look at that reverse hit. Which is exactly why you get roasted by your coaches and by your teammates too. If you if you're the forechecker and you bail on that play, oh, he's close to the boards. Oh, he's gonna. I'm gonna get the reverse hit. So I'm just gonna get my stick in there and you give him all the leverage. Mm-hmm. It's about inches, right? It's little battles in the game. You finish your check, and it's hard. To play in in what National Hockey League, it's hard to play in the Western League. It's hard to play in the minors. You have to commit to plays, and when you're ready for them, you know you're going to get hit. You can brace yourself. Even Sandheim getting pushed by Greer. Like, how are these all these guys going into the corner, not expecting to to get some type of penalty? We we'd always used to say it's like you know what that 
their their top defenseman or their top player, dump it in his corner and paste them every chance you get. Mm-hmm. The old slow little dump. So he's got to get in there first. Chris Tanev deals with that all the time. All the, and it's yeah. not and it's not a problem because it's Chris Tanev. Yeah, you know what I mean. These he protects guys, himself. We want the NHL to be skilled, so we're going to penalize the guys that play hard, and we're going to we're going to encourage power plays as punishment, right? And you're like you lose integrity in the game when guys you have to defend a guy for not defending himself. It's mm-hmm. it's like you're you're playing a fast, heavy game. Well, it's not as heavy as it used to be. Right. I mean, you hop in, but a, it's faster than it's ever been, right? For and sure, so these decisions and are just things, right there. exactly yeah. right. And so everybody's coming from all angles. And I get it. I I would not want to be a, a, a defenseman because you're going to con. I mean, not now, but twenty. You hop in a ch- time machine twenty years ago, but you you take a cheap shot on a guy, you take a liberty on a guy, you get the you get the wheels beat off of you too. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going to sit there and continue to being on the when the the, the, the hitter at the red line, if you're going to hit my best player and he's going to continue to bail at the red line, there's an accountability. From the team too, that we know guys are like, you know what, this guy's he's not going to get the red line. He's going to bail out and he's going to chip it. He's going to mm-hmm. bail out every time. And then you, when you get smoked like that, it's just it's infuriating to watch. It is absolutely. And I mean, Bieksa kind of alluded to a lot of things too on Saturday, which I thought was just. So you're talking about Bieksa talking about Nick Cousins because Nick Cousins has been involved with a couple of things lately where he hit Gabranson from behind and then Gabranson went after him and Cousins turtled. And then a couple days later, Cousins throws a high hit on Valimaki, who is falling. He gets hit into the boards by Jason Zucker because everyone knows that Cousins isn't going to answer the bell. So Zucker just goes and hits him into the boards. Zucker gets suspended. Gabranson gets suspended. Cousins did not get a call from the NHL Department of Player Safety. Kevin Bieksa went off on this on Hockey Night in Canada over the weekend and called Cousins a dirty player and basically said, yeah, this is like, it's a good video to watch. What were your thoughts? Well, and you can just tell it, guys like Bieksa, guys that have played the game hard, you know, the integrity of the game is what bothers them, right? Little little rats running around, making cheap shots, sure, that happens. There's, he's played against plenty of guys that cheap shot. <laughs> Matt Cook was on his right. team. Yeah. So, so you sit there. And, <laughs> and, and he was kind of one of the yes, elite yeah. at it. But yeah. Matt Cook would do it and then continue to get beaten up. And there would, like, there's, a, there's a price you pay for being a player like that. And now you don't really have to pay the price. Mm-hmm. You anybody can be a rat. Nobody's growing up. Gabranson and Zucker paid the price. They got suspended. Exactly. Yeah. And so back to the Lindholm hit. He's not looking to elbow the guy in the face. No. Right. You get a guy like Cam York bailing on his play, Rookie trying player. to right, and he's turning. And you, I mean, you're lucky it's not Gabranson coming and running at you, <laughs> right? And you sit there, and and that's what frustrates me. Like BX's comments were bang on. It, it was targeted at an individual player. But the overall integrity of the game is what exactly do you want? So you're going to have a guy, you want to finish your check, you want to finish your play, but you can't because he's too close to the boards. And it's, it's a battle that you're going to have to choose to lose in order to, to keep the game moving and keep it fast and stay out of the penalty box. Like there's no, uh, dude, every, you have to now go to a senior form of governance in the National Hockey League to make you pay for it. Yeah. N- nobody's built with protecting themselves. It's like, oh, somebody else will do it. Oh, that's a fine. Oh, did you see that? He should be suspended. That should be a five-minute major. But a lot of that stuff goes away when you have guys on the ice. And I've talked to a lot of my old teammates and guys I played against and with and over. And every guy that played, you know, 10, 15, I know the game's evolved, but there's still an integrity to it that it just seems cheap and, and, and dirty. And, and guys that are turning away, they're just trying to make a play, shouldn't get hit. You bury those guys because you're trying to get, you're, it's a battle. What are you trying to take? You're trying to take the battle out of the game and we can all just watch the puck go flying around on a power play. And like you see the fans in Philly when everybody was getting into it, how ja- the jacked everybody was. They love it. Yeah. It, 
Everybody loves it. That was so much fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the Flames didn't get their result. It wasn't a great game for them, but they showed some motion. Yeah. I think it's the uh, the quote Jeff Merrick always uses from Con Smythe. Uh, we're going to have to put a stop to this fighting, and we're going to have to build more seats into these stadiums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a battle. The one thing that's missing a lot, it's, it, I find for me personally, the NHL is hard to watch for me because there's not enough battles between players and between mm. teams. You just... It's it's turned so much into, hey man, you know you see them on the ice, they're taking pictures with their their, their siblings and you know, they're smiling and they're you know they're talking to the goalie, you know connecting. I mean, it's a nice play when he kind of ran into Markstrom a handful of times and he tapped him on the shoulder. Hey, you okay? I don't mind that, but it's like fight. You, you want know, more and, Jets and wild, it, and it doesn't mean yeah. that you have to fight like physically fight guys. But right. we were you take numbers. You know, mm-hmm. that guy took a liberty on me. I'm not going to get him back right now, but I'm going to get him back. Whether that's embarrassing him. In terms of, you know, one-on-one or when he's got his head down and he has the puck and the puck's in his skates, I'm going to level him. Yeah. Right? There's just, there's none of, there's none of that. And then, anyway, I just, I, I get frustrated watching it. My, my kids get tired of me uh, cursing and losing my mind at the, the, the TV. <laughs> where man yelling I, 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 I stopped the TV. I'm like, this wouldn't have happened 15. <laughs> See this guy over here. Yeah. Right? This is a joke. <laughs> They're like, Dad, it's it's fine. We, yeah, just we settle it. down, it's right? Okay. Christoph yeah. Oliver, yeah. 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 the You know, stuff like that. At yeah. least have some emotion. Make make guys get invested. Make guys buy in, because there you know guys that are scared out there too that are, are turn into superheroes when nobody touches them. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Good chat today. It's great. I appreciate your fire. Yes. You want to pick this up again sometime? I feel like there's there's more to unload there. There's there's tons more. I'm actually starting to feel better. You know, I'm I'm opening the floodgates. This is a little cathartic? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, take some notes. Anything comes to mind, we'll get into it next time, okay? All right. Appreciate you. And what we should touch on, too, is the John Tortorella's comments Saturday about connecting where you can't overcoach a player. Oh, love that. That was unbelievable because, you know, there's too many masterminds out there, too, that think if they just control everything you do every minute of every day, yeah. That they're going to be a better player because they know best. Sometimes you just got to let players play. All right. I'm going to write that down. Overcoaching a player. Get out of here, bud. You got to go move some solutions or what? Sell some solutions. That'd be. Love right. it. That's Brent Cron for All Kind Door Services. We got to get out of here real quick. Matt Marchese, host of Fan Checkdown, is next to talk some NFL. Sports at 960 The Fan.